Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 99 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here. We're so glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be joined by ARCA driver Andy Jankowiak as we will get his perspective on his time racing in the ARCA series as well as the NASCAR Modifieds. And we'll get to know Andy coming up in just a little while from right now. Plus, we'll have our news and notes. We'll have our... Uh, Ask David's segment with questions for Andy coming up at the end of the show, and uh, look forward to all of that. David is uh, off this week. He's finishing up final preparations for Daytona, but we'll hear from him on next week's show. As always, Dominic Olegon from the RacingExperts.com is here with me as well. Dom, uh, we actually have a race to look back and talk about the clash in the books. Martin Truex Jr. gets it done I got to tell you, Dom, um, was it the best racing? No, but it was a great event. And the, you know, we saw a lot of passing. It certainly was exciting, but there was certainly uh, a few bumps and turns along the way to get to that finishing point. Kind of looked like you and I at the go kart track there, like <laughs> corners going back and forth, of course, in the 45. 45- the 45th installment of the clash. This is the third year or second year, Tyler. It was held at the LA Coliseum and just the third time in its history that it wasn't run at Daytona. Martin Truex becoming the winner, the 25th different winner of the clash and the sixth different in the last six years. And eight times, Tyler, the winner of the clash has gone on to win the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Joey Logano, the most recent to do that. But if, if that racing that we saw over the weekend is any indication of what we're going to see throughout the year, it's pretty exciting to some degree, but gosh, a lot of cautions too. A lot of caution-filled races, as Larry McReynolds would say. Cautions bred cautions. Yeah, they did. And Martin Truex gets the win. Martin didn't have his best year last year. And we heard him say that, you know, he was going to come back with vengeance, that this year he felt like he had something to prove. There's some speculation it could be his final year in the NASCAR Cup Series. We know about the uh, recent... Uh, breakup that he and Sherry Pollock's had. Uh, I mean, just a lot going on for Martin Truex. And, I mean, he, he's clearly coming out determined uh, this season, Don. He said he was racing mad, that they were very, very mad about the results from last year, missing the playoffs, not running well at a lot of the tracks where they had their bread and butter over the last few years. But Martin Truex looked really strong on Sunday night and had the best car. It seemed like as the night went on, his car got better and led those final 25 laps. He's got a lot to to race for this year. That chip on the shoulder came back for one more year. Tyler, it, it's weird to think that Martin Truex Jr. didn't win a points race last season, and here we are opening the season with the clash. I think he's hungrier than ever for Daytona, and he did say to some reporters that this certainly does provide momentum because to win any race at this level is so hard, points race or non-points race. So this certainly gives him and his team some momentum entering speed weeks. We'll bring Andy in here in just a second, but a couple more thoughts on the clash here. The other big winner of the night, Tom, I thought was Richard Childress racing. Austin Dillon was up front. Kyle Busch, he had lost some uh, positions there, but made his way roaring back to uh, the front with a top three finish there. A lot of questions about if Kyle Busch was going to have enough speed moving over to RCR, but a uh, good start, it seemed like, on a Sunday night for RCR and Kyle Busch. Right out of the gate, it looked like Richard Childress Racing was the big winner from the clash. The two drivers filling out the podium, Austin Dillon in second, Kyle Busch in third, and I believe Dillon was second or third in last year's race, too. So Dillon's certainly not a sleeper. That's certainly not a fluke. And Tyler, I wonder, too, with the addition of Kyle Busch and and Austin Dillon being the big reason that Kyle Busch came over to RCR and Dillon really giving that pitch to him, I wonder if we're going to see a different Austin Dillon this year, a little more competitiveness, a little bit more fire to him, and potentially a breakout year. Yeah, maybe so. Um, The other thing, too, with this being such a clunky race with the 15 cautions that occurred, um, you know, I I think this race is just fine as is as an exhibition race. You know, there was close to 4 million people that watched, 50,000 attendance, which is double the last time the clash was in Daytona. I think it suits its purpose. Auto Club not going to run next year. Um, talk about this potentially being a replacement points race. 
Dom, there, there's other places you can go that, that doesn't fit to have this be a points race. I think this is fine exactly as it is to kick off the season, the, the week before the Super Bowl, exhibition, no points in L.A. and everything. To me, it doesn't need to be anything more than that. I would agree with that because there are plenty of other venues, certainly within NASCAR's ownership, that could could bring in, like you could bring back a second Michigan race, right? I'm just spitballing here. Or you could bring another. And it's only a one-off that you need next year. Exactly. So I don't I don't see that happening. I think Joey Logano said it best, too, when they asked him post-race about that. He said, it'd be ridiculous. How are you going to fit all the cars on the track? You even have the pace car bumping the tail end of the lead lap in the clash. There's no way you're going to fit 40 cars on that track. No way. All right. Before we bring in uh, Andy, Dominic, give us the uh, the rundown. Tell us about him. So Andy has been racing in the NASCAR Arkham and Art Series for a couple of years, limited schedule, and clicks off the top 10 finishes more often than not. So Andy's got a pretty cool story, and we're looking forward to, to hearing more from his perspective on it. But he hails from New York. He drives the number 73 Ford in the Arkham and Art Series, and he'll be building a car next week in Daytona in the Arca season opener. And we asked Andy to come on the show earlier this week, and he said, sure, let's let's do it. So, Andy, we appreciate you coming on. Let's go racing. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. It's awesome to be here. So I'm going to fill the void of David Starr. One of the classic things that David does when we begin the show, well, I'll tell our guests to take it back to the beginning. Take us back to where it all started for you, where that love of racing came from, and that journey that it took you from where you were at as a young man to where you're at today, and, and what really fueled that passion? Well, certainly for me, it's um, a long family history in racing. Uh, my mom and my dad both raised and my uncle, so I was kind of brought up into it. And um, I had my first opportunity to race probably later than most. I was uh, a teenager in a go-kart, and uh, that's what we could do back then. So that's what I did, and I made the best of it and made the jump into four cylinders and won pretty quick and got into a street stock run age 15. And just sort of progressed and I got into the open wheel type modifieds uh, towards the end of my teen years and we were just kind of able to keep winning and um, got a couple opportunities in midgets and we had some success and uh, started winning in the modifieds and then we did uh, a lot of indoor midget racing and we had success with that and um, got to uh, my 30s and just uh, kind of felt like I wasn't getting everything that I wanted out of racing and uh, took a chance and uh, purchased a car from Kenny Schrader with my life savings and ended up, and that was uh, my, our first ARCA car. And we went to Daytona and um, with a lot of help from a lot of close friends, um, you know, inside the NASCAR world that helped me kind of get that thing really tuned up. We went and we had a strong run and we were able to put together sponsorship and the rest is history till now. So uh, we're, we're still fighting that fight and digging and, um, you know, certainly feel like we got a, uh, a lot of um, goals to go chase and hills to climb, and we're still doing it every day. I love that. When you hear about that story and, and purchasing the car from Kenny Schrader and, and going down to Daytona through life savings, I mean, you look back on that now, two years removed. I mean, would you say that investment has paid off? Yeah. Yeah, that worked out better than – that wasn't my plan. It wasn't my plan to, you know, to, to be here two years later and – you know, we've run 15 ARCA races now, and, um, you know, I I figured I had enough to get the car, and I could probably get through Daytona and then sell what was left and, you know, just, just say I did it. That was kind of always the plan, and it just turned into something that I don't think I ever really imagined, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say and proud to say that with all the help and support of friends and family and in everything that you know once it was available to us where we could see that there was there was a realistic opportunity to go arca racing and and do so you know successfully that i had enough people behind me that were able to push me and, and keep me going and, and do all the little things that it takes to to be you know to, to put an arca car on the track i mean it, it's it's quite an undertaking and um, you know we do this with with volunteers and, and family friends and um, just whatever it takes. So it, it takes a lot. And uh, I'm just grateful for everybody that's involved and makes it happen for me. That's awesome, Andy. Uh, Andy, uh, tell me about uh, kind of what you got going on this year. What's uh, what's your plans uh, for, for 2023 entail? <clears throat> so right now, um, 
we're kind of looking at still sticking with most of the NASCAR con the Cup conjunction weekends. Uh, probably the only one that I think we might miss might be that uh, that first Phoenix because I don't think we're going to be ready in time. So we're looking at an eight to a ten race schedule, kind of sticking with with that theme. Uh, possibly doing Toledo at the end would be the only uh, true ARCA short track race that I think we probably look at. But um, I've got some new partners this year. Um, I, I took Kind of what I started with with Andy, with a lot of help and with Andy J Racing and combined it with um, an endeavor where, where of uh, Kevin Lapierre and Andy Sice and we kind of formed one race team called Class Motorsports and and they're going to take the car ownership roles and I'm going to sit back and kind of be the driver and we're going to see uh, you know how far that can go so I'm pretty excited about that opportunity being able to work with Kevin and Andy and being able to focus more on the driving end of, of things and, and kind of let them more worry about the, the ownership roles and getting the car ready. And um, I'm still going to be involved. You know, I'm still in the shop. I'm still, you know, chasing some sponsors and, and kind of doing all the things that I was doing. But the, the workload's been basically, you know, cutting, cutting two thirds now because I have, uh, you know, some partners with this and it's going to make me be able to focus a lot more on the driving end of it which is kind of where I need to focus and um you know I feel like with their help and, and what we have going on I think we can really turn some heads and I'm not just saying that like it and when we were prepping for the show earlier this week David and I were talking a little bit about your backstory and I think it definitely takes we, we should have a little closer look at that and during that ARCA race a couple of years ago, definitely remember Fox Sports spotlighting you and talking about how you were delivering pizza. And at one time, those the tips you were making on those deliveries was, was going towards ultimately making that race car purchase. So take us back to that and how long that that drive and just that determination from, from when you were doing that, delivering pizzas to ultimately buying that race car. I was delivering pizzas two hours ago. Um, I still do it. So, um, you know, it, it's crazy. My... My life's changed, but it, it you know it, it hasn't. It, it's changed in a way where my racing's becoming successful, you know, and uh, my my lifestyle outside of that really hasn't changed. We, you know, I still, you know, we we go to the shop at night and we we all work jobs during the day, and and it's just um, it, it's just a lot different because we're we're chasing bigger goals, and and when when the weekends come and we're out at bigger racetracks now, we're, we're we obviously have a lot more help with the ARCA thing and it is quite a bit different in the racing world. But as far as what we do, you know, I'm still up here in Buffalo, New York, and, um, you know, we're still building race cars. And I just got back from uh, Atlantic City running the, the indoor three-quarter midgets, which we, you know, we do every year. So um, I'm, I'm blessed to say that, that things are as different as they are. They're, they're still kind of the same and, and that's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I, I really wouldn't have it any other way. So. Um, it's still my uncle going over the wall, changing tires and, um, you know, my family's over there on the pit crew and my stepkids go to all the races that they can go to. And we, we still have a lot of fun with it. So, um, you know, every, every aspect of it, I still use the, the same spotter for the modifieds and uh, my girlfriend does all the paperwork for the ARCA things. So, uh, you know, my mom does everything that she does to kind of keep everything organized and helps with the food. And it's, it's definitely as big as it's gotten and it, it has changed and we're going to the racetrack now with, with a full fledged ARCA team and, and big trailers and all that. But it's uh, to us, it's just, uh, it's still the same and the goals are still the same and we're still trying to go out there and um, compete with everything we got. And uh, we're just, we're just Saturday night racers doing NASCAR right now. So kind of cool. That's incredible. What, what a story to have the, uh, whole family along for the ride here and uh ju just with that uh of your family being a part of that uh andy how, how cool is that like just to just to have them around to, to be a part of what you're doing here and be along for the ride for this journey it's it's unique and it, it's so special and obviously we're, we're growing a little bit and you know things are changing a little bit and we have um you know, Andy Sice is full-time on the cars and, and there's more people involved, but, um, you know, like, like I say, it's still, it still really is a family affair. You know, like I say my uncle's going over the wall, 
Uh, my childhood mentor, Ricky Hochter, is going over the wall. He's our jack man. Um, you know, we, we, we still have the same crew chief that we started with. And um, my family friend, Adam, he's been doing the fuel right from the get-go. And he's still our fuel man. And, and we're still kind of doing things exactly the same. And, um, you know, we're just adding to it. And that's kind of this year is going to be different. It's like, we're not really changing anything. We're just taking what we have and, and we're kind of making it better. And, you know, we've been successful because of those people, because everyone in my family, they are very, very smart racing people and, and keeping them on board, I think is, it's not just, you know, special for me. It, it, I think it's a key to our success is uh, like I say, we have years and years of racing knowledge behind my racing effort. And that's how we got here. And, um, you know, if we can, that's how we're going to stay here. I love it. I love it. And I got to backtrack here a couple of steps because it's, it's just been replaying my mind over and over again. And I'm, I'm genuinely curious as far as delivering the pizzas and, and sorts, have you gotten the chance to use the race car to go take some pizzas out or, or are people recognizing you when you go to take the pizzas to them? Like, Hey, you're the dude that runs in the Arca series. You're the race car driver. Once in a while, um, you know, like I say, Buffalo isn't exactly NASCAR country. So, um, yeah, a little bit. Like there are people that that'll know me and recognize me, and and certainly everybody at my work has has kept an eye on things, and they're all, you know, everyone here's a Buffalo Bills fan or, or a Buffalo Sabres fan, so they're all sports fans. So you know, they they definitely appreciate the competition aspect of it, and they've been supportive. And um, I've worked at the same restaurant for God with Halloween two thousand seven, sixteen years. Wow. So. Um, the owners go out to a few races every year and, uh, you know, like we're going to have their name on the, on the modified this year. We already talked about that. And so, um, it's definitely, it's definitely pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we'll have a good race and everyone will watch it on TV and I'll, I'll go back to work and everyone will pat me on the back and then I'll punch in and then they'll start barking at me to go to work and then it's all over and you just go back to normal. So, um, kind of what I love about it too. So, um, <laughs> I love it. So it's pretty cool. Well, so we got to know then what's your favorite kind of pizza? <laughs> well, actually, I'm a vegetarian. So, oh, oh, wow. Um, so uh, I'm in the middle of an indoor midget season. Well, actually, it's over now. Uh, but um, so part of the thing with the indoor midgets, you have to get as skinny as you can get. So I'm always, I'm still on my diet right now. So I haven't uh, thought about a pizza in a long time. But Definitely, uh, when they do the buffet, when they put like the the mushroom, banana, pepper pizzas out there, uh, definitely those are my jam for sure. So uh, sometimes I'll sneak a piece. Pineapple. So let's ask you, <laughs> yeah, let me ask you a, a age old question here. Dominic and I uh, disagree on this, and we, I think, or this probably divides our friendship. Uh, this question. So, uh, Andy, this is all you here to kind of settle this once for all. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Sure. Whatever you want. Oh, oh, no. Andy, no. Thank you, man. You just made my night. Thank you. It's your pizza. You put whatever you want on it. I'll tell you what, though. If you order an anchovy pizza, like, you are my first stop. I don't care where you are in the order. I cannot wait to get those things out of my car. <laughs> your car will stink for two days after one of them things. They don't pop up much, but as soon as I get one, I know. <laughs> what's the weirdest combination you've seen speaking of anchovies and all the different toppings right anybody can put whatever they want on pizza but what's the oddest combination you've delivered oh god you you wouldn't believe some of the things people come up with but i've always been kind of weirded out by the meatball pizza it just feels like there's too much going on so uh that'd probably be my least favorite but um yeah, you know, people come up with – people order them with no sauce or no cheese. I mean, they order them upside down, right side up. Just, you know, if, if, if your money's good, we'll make it. So um, that's kind of the cool thing about not being a chain place where we're uh, independently uh, family-owned restaurant. So um, it's always a little bit different. So – and uh, we, we're in, in a – I've always had very interesting clientele too. So uh, keeps it fun. We're right in the city of Buffalo and North Buffalo. So – um, not a lot of boring days over there, for sure. So yeah. I, well, I was at some point at work. Well, Andy, uh, back to the racing side. I know you mentioned uh, kind of the stuff you got going on the Arkham Menard side. Uh, what about the Modifieds? What's uh, what's going on there, uh, your, your time there running uh, Modifieds uh, over the years? Uh, well, we'll see. So uh, 2021, we couldn't lose a race. And then 2022, we just were horrible. 
all year. Um, I think Hoosier changed something with the tires and we had a, a different rear suspension and we just could never get into the track. I spun out on my own more times in my life last year than I ever had in my entire life. So um, we're changing into a more conventional rear suspension this year. We're kind of rebuilding the car. So I'm excited to see what we can do. Uh, the Race of Champions series postponed their 250 lap um, Race of Champions race, which we are the defending winners of. It was in 2021, but that was the last time they ran it. So I got the uh, big trophy right there with the with the uh, the stuffed animals in it, if you can see it. So uh, that's like the Stanley Cup. You get to hang on to it for uh, about until the next race. So we still got it. So they're going to make that race up the same day as Talladega. So we are going to explore the possibility of flying out of Talladega and trying to make it there to Erie, Pennsylvania, Saturday night, the same day as the race. Try to uh, defend that trophy right there. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, mostly probably following the Race of Champions series with the modified and the two-barrel car and then uh, venturing out as, as we can. Um, I'd like to get onto some tri-track modified series stuff. Um, don't anticipate running much NASCAR tour stuff just because it takes a lot of uh, – takes a lot of focus to really get a car right for that. And right now we kind of got all our eggs in the Arca basket, but um, I have a friend, Steve Mendoza that owns a car. And if um, he needs a driver, there's definitely a possibility of doing that too. So we'll see. I was going to say, Andy, you've racked up a huge following on Twitter, Facebook. You're really interactive with the fans and just the spotlights we've seen on you over the years. I, I actually am surprised we haven't seen you quite make a truck series or Xfinity series start just yet, but who knows, maybe soon. Yeah. And I think um, with, with my new team, I think that there's definitely um, ambition to do that. And certainly I need to be on point as a driver and, and make sure that I'm, I'm earning that, that opportunity. And so we'll, we'll kind of see. So, um, you know, the last couple of years, um, I feel like we probably have uh, lost more races in the shop than we have on the track with the ARCA stuff and a lot of our struggles. We just um, probably doing too much, kind of trying to do stuff up here in Buffalo and, we were probably kind of shooting ourselves in the foot and, and uh, missing out on some good finishes for sure. So um, I think this year with Andy Sice involved and, and uh, we're going to be relocating the team to Statesville, North Carolina and doing stuff down there and having a lot more help. Um, I think that we're going to have an opportunity to really showcase what we're all capable of me as a driver and then the cars and, and everything else. And I think if, uh, you know, we get to a point where we're, we prove that we belong, then I think the opportunities are going to come. And, um, you know, that's certainly where I want to be. And that, that's, uh, you know, the goal for me is to keep climbing, climbing the ladder. And that's all I, I've ever done. It's all I know how to do. And that's what I want to keep doing until someone tells me I can't do it no more. So, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're not too far off with that. Andy, uh, what are some of the uh, goals that uh, you want to accomplish? Uh, you, you, you know, we heard from Dominic, you know, talk about, you know, truck or Xfinity starts in the future or anything like that. What are, what are the seven things you would like to do? I, I would say, you know, the goal, I think, for all of us, you know, in, in racing is to – I'd like to start a cup race at some point or, you know, want to be in a cup race. You know, I want to, you know, start in park. You know, I'd like to, you know – that would be the the ultimate goal someday down the road. I think that's what we're all fighting for is to, to reach that level and say you raced on the highest level, whether it's a race or whatever it ends up being. But, um, you know, that that's always the dream and that's always the goal. And, you know, certainly you got to do things one step at a time. And I think what's realistic in the near future would probably be something like a truck for an Xfinity ride. But if you would have talked to me 10 years ago, uh, I would have said that, you know, racing ARCA even once would have been uh, – kind of far-fetched, lofty, you know, hard to accomplish. And uh, we were fortunate enough to get this far. So uh, we're, we're certainly not ruling anything out. And we're going to keep working hard. Love That's it. great. So I have to ask you, too. And again, I'm taking five, six steps back here, Andy. But the fact that you work for the independent pizza chain or the pizza company, I should say. And I, I got to ask, I mean, did you have to put in your time off request months in advance to make sure they gave you the time off or did they give you any hard time about getting the, the races you needed off? Um, so basically my deal with them is I have to, sorry, I had to put my thing in here. So I'm moving around. Oh, you're good. My deal with them is if I can get my shifts covered, they won't fire me. That, that's always been our <laughs> understanding. So 
for the last like five years or whatever, I've been responsible for 40 hours a week and I'll sit there on my, on, on my flip phone and I will get them covered every single week. So this year, just with all the, the stuff going on and, and now we're kind of running the team out of North Carolina, I have cut my shifts back. I only have three. So I work Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So anytime I got to disappear for a while, I just sort of get everything in line. Um, certainly this has been a weird week, so I'm not going to be able to work. I'm leaving Saturday, which means I have to miss the Super Bowl. So I'm still trying to figure out who's going to work because I work the whole day on Sunday. So uh, no one's going to be taking off for that. <laughs> and uh, every driver already works, so it's not easy to get it covered. So um, I'm going to have to uh, negotiate and work some deals out. But I'm um, going in tomorrow, and uh, I'll get it all sorted out for sure. So, But like I say, the owner, he's a, he's a big sports fan. He's a super cool guy. So as long as I don't, you know, leave him without a driver, then he, uh, he's okay with me doing what I got to do. That's great. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we got to get like uh, you know, one of these pizza companies or something's got to got to sponsor you. You know, make you their uh, their guy. I mean, we we had Carl Long on the show a while back, and uh, Carl made uh, his way in the sport. Dominic, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, he was delivering pizzas for Domino's, and then Domino's was sponsoring his car, right? I believe so. And I want to say he might have worked his way up. It's like a franchise owner or down the line or something. But Domino's did help springboard his career. So definitely the the, the pizza delivers. I think he was the fastest pizza delivery guy, too. And he would deliver in a Volkswagen Beetle, Beetle if I remember correctly, Tyler. Yeah, it's a great story. So, so Andy, that's what we need to get. We need to, we need, we need uh, you to be the pizza guy for somebody. Yeah, if that opportunity comes, I'm all in. Right now, I'm all about uh, selling um you know, uh, wheeling, uh, wheeling lights for all the, uh, safety vehicles out there. They are the, uh, they, they provide all the sirens and everything for all the safety vehicles that you see on the road and, uh, Florida safety systems and all the guys are supporting me right now. So the guys I'm worried about. So if, uh, the day comes and the day comes, that's, that'll be great. But, uh, right now I'm selling, uh, used cars for automotive consultants and, um, everything else. So that's what we're right, focused cool. on for sure. Dominic, uh, we got time for a couple more questions before we move on here. Anything else on uh, your end? Man, no, I just, I, I think it's really cool to hear your story, Andy. And just like, I think a lot of people can relate to what you're doing and the fact that you're working your nine to five. You're, you're working as hard as you can, but you still have drive. You have determination. Yeah. I, Tyler, stories like these that I love hearing because that tells me that no matter what obstacles come, Andy's going to try his best to, to get to his goals. and. Like he said, had somebody told him 10 years ago that he would have made an ARCA race, wouldn't have believed it. Well, he's doing it. He's living the dream. He's continuing to, to bust down those doors. And I'm really excited to see what this season holds for you and, and in the coming years as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of on top of the world right now. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how I got here. If you gave me uh, if you started me out 20 years ago again, I you gave me 100 tries. I could probably never get back here because I don't know how I did it. Um, I am just very, very lucky. and. Um, not a day goes by that, you know, I don't, you know, look back and appreciate what's going on and appreciate the fact that it could be gone tomorrow. So I'm trying to take in every moment and, um, hopefully keep being successful and, and keep going with it. But, you know, I just, we're just lucky, you know, we just, we just, we got all the right people involved. And, you know, when, when I, when I mention all my sponsors, like, like automotive consultants and Florida safety systems. You know, when I'm out running my little midget car in Atlantic City last week, like, they're all there. They're all in the pits with us. They're going out to lunch with us. They're going out with my family, going out getting drinks after. Like, all these these guys that are on my car, they're, they're becoming, like, you know, close family members. And it, it's just awesome to, to say that, you know, we're, we're kind of doing all this together and everybody's just, just, just on the same page with it. And that's just what's keeping all this going and, and springboarding it. and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's impossible to plan. It's impossible to imagine if you don't know how it's going to go. And I, I've just been on this journey for the last two years and everything that's just happened, I've just welcomed it and, and tried to make the best of it. And it just keeps working out. So we'll see. Well, to tie it all together and just hearing about the determination and all the people that you have surrounded you, somebody's listening to this. What would be your, I guess, 
advice you could give to somebody that's wanting to do what you've done to, to climb the ranks, to make that first national national touring star or to be able to climb the, the racing rung? What advice would you have for them? Well, I, I'm certainly no genius or, or pro, you know, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm nothing special. I, I, I'm just a, uh, a person that, that probably took a chance and, um, you know, has, has been blessed with, with a lot of, a lot of help. And, um, you know, like I say, that there's, there's probably a thousand people involved that make this all work. And if you took 10 of them away, it probably wouldn't work. It, it takes every, all these people doing something and it's not, you know, every, every single person I, I, that helps me out does something significant and makes it work. And if, like I say, if, if you take one link out of the chain, I, I don't, I don't think it would work. And, um, you know, I kind of watch how all that works. And, 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 and like I say, it's just, it's humbling. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's nothing that's lost on me as far as, uh, you know, how lucky we are to be able to do this. And, the only thing I, I guess if if I were to give any advice or say anything for myself or what what role I, I've played in this is just um you know the initial you know step to to call Mr. Schrader and, and take that chance. Um, you know, I got to my 30s and we were winning races and, and the opportunity really wasn't there. And I guess um you know, just, just taking the initiative and, and kind of going and trying to find your own way. You know, Alan Kowicki once said that, you know, when he came to North Carolina, to try to find a ride, he couldn't find one. So, you know, when he realized an opportunity didn't exist, he created his own opportunity. So, um, and then I listened to interviews with, with Ryan Priest about how he got into the sport. And, um, you know, when he said no one knocked on the door, he kicked the door down. So you got to, you got to take a little bit of initiative. You know, there's a lot of drivers that, that want to be able to go and, and do cool things and you got to separate yourself a little bit and, and do something different. And um, luckily for me, something worked out. I would say it's worked out, Tyler. I would say so too. Uh, that's uh, great to see how things have uh, gone uh, for Andy uh, as far as that goes. Uh, Andy, we, we got a, a few more things that we want to cover uh, before we uh, get out of here we want to get to our uh, news and notes segment uh where we react to some of the uh, top headlines going on in the uh sport and dominic uh has the uh, latest uh news right now dom what's uh, what's going on well we'll first start with kyle bush and taking to social media earlier this week and issuing a statement kyle bush was apologizing for an incident that happened at a mexico airport late in january on january 27th bush was departing from an airport on vacation with his wife when officials screened his bag and found a caliber pistol type gun and ammunition. Bush was detained and arrested and sentenced to 3.5 years in prison with a fine of around equivalent of 1100 US dollars. But according to reports, the sentence can be commuted if it's under four years and he may have to pay an additional fine. Those details aren't known just quite yet, but Tyler with Bush taking the initiative and putting the statement out like he did a couple days back, it seems like to me, at least, right, as an outsider looking in, maybe trying to get ahead of the curve and just putting out there, hey, this happened, let's move past it. Yeah, uh, this was a surprising story. I wasn't expecting to read this about Kyle Bush, but nonetheless, uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, going to be uh, any uh, distraction at all. Uh, Kyle Bush knows uh, what uh, he needs to do to go compete there with Richard Childress Racing and have a big year there. We saw him run well there the uh, other night uh, in the clash. Uh, pretty bizarre story, but I don't think it's going to end up being that big of a deal. Uh, what about about you here uh, with uh, on this story here? I mean, so bizarre. Uh, you know, we we don't talk about these these things happening, Andy, uh, very often. What did you make of this uh, the story about Kyle Busch here? This is the first I'm hearing of it. Um, that that certainly is quite a bizarre story. Um, you would think that um, you know people traveling would kind of kind of know a little bit better than that. That's that's a little crazy. Um, you know what you what would possess someone to do that, especially somebody with so much to lose. So yeah, that that's sort of crazy. It's sort of weird because you never really hear that kind of stuff from him. Obviously, he makes. Um, you know, he makes headlines for being the personality that he is. And I think that's all a healthy part of the sport. So 
um, you know, probably just chalk it up to uh, maybe a little bit of a mistake and hopefully it's not something that uh, carries over and affects him into the season. I'm, as a fan, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what he can do this year. Uh, certainly him and Ryan Priest are the, the two guys I have my eye on, you know, for the coming years. Uh, interesting stories that, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of watching, waiting to see how they develop. Well, and Dom, that was another thing we didn't mention off the top uh, since uh, Andy brought it up there. Ryan Priest, until he had the mechanical failure, was looking really good. Could have won that race had he not had the mechanical failure the other night. Um, big breakout performance from Ryan Priest. If if we see him race like he did uh, Sunday night throughout the rest of the season, watch out. I mean, that's going to be a playoff contender right there. There's no reason to think he can't point his way into the playoffs. He has the equipment to do it. Who's not to say he even wins a race and gets in that way? So. Ryan Priest led the most laps on Sunday night, and I think he's coming back with even more of a hunger, more of a vengeance. Like Truex Tyler, I think he's pretty mad himself. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what else going on, Don? Zane Smith, the defending NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion, will be adding more races to his, to his slate in the Cup Series, but that comes at the cost of one of his front row motorsports teammates. Zane Smith will be adding five more races to his partial Cup Series schedule in 2023. He'll be in the number 38 Ford at the sacrifice of Todd Gilliland. So Zane Smith has a partner stepping up. The races that he looks like he's going to be running include Phoenix in March, Talladega in April, Sonoma in June, Texas in September, and the Charlotte Road Course race in October. And, and Tyler, it kind of surprises me too because NASCAR amended the rules in the rule book where you don't need to be top 30 in points as long as you – start every cup race or at least attempt to qualify for every cup race in the first 26 races and you win an event you can make the playoffs Todd Gilliland is really good on the super speedways he's a decent road course racer picked up a top five finish at the Indianapolis road course race last year it seems just mind-boggling the fact that Todd Gilliland will be pulled for the ride and will not be playoff eligible and I think there's a lot of moving pieces in this one yeah, I, I've never liked when teams share rides between drivers. I understand uh, why it's necessary sometimes. You know, comes down to dollars and cents sponsorship-wise. Uh, happy for Zane Smith. Uh, you know, big opportunity for Zane Smith, and he's deserving. Uh, don't get me wrong on that. But I feel bad for Todd here that uh, he's not going to get a chance to uh, make the playoff. Uh Andy, what do you think of that uh, situation there of uh, Zane Smith getting uh, some starts and uh, Todd Gillen going to be out of the car for a few races? Man, that's that's the business, um, you know, and it's something that I see a lot, you know, obviously with, with the ARCA series is you kind of see drivers kind of in and out of rides and, you know, maybe maybe drivers that are more deserving, you know, are, are having to give up rides to drivers that might not be as talented but can bring some money. So. Um, at the end of the day, I think that the, the, the cost of competing at that level is not met by what the return is as far as the, you know, equity of the races. So you need either to make it work in this day and age, the way that it's all structured, you need sponsorship or you need a, you know, another source of income because the, the income that exists inside the series isn't enough to cover the, you know, the balance stuff. So. I think that's sort of the the nature of that series, and I think with uh, Front Row obviously not being one of the top tier teams, it uh, it doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised actually you don't hear more of that from sort of the mid level teams. You know, certainly I'm sure Hendrick and those teams can afford to you know do the things the way they want to do them without having to worry about it. But I'm sure those mid level teams that struggle for sponsorship are probably you know all thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, certainly so. Dominic, what else we get going? Last headline before we move on to our next segment. Some sad news to pass along. The passing of NASCAR veteran racer Trevor Boys. Trevor, originally from Canada, made some starts in NASCAR's Cup Series throughout the 1980s. And Tyler, I will say he had one of the coolest names of a race team. He tried to resurrect his Cup team in 2009 with the team name Boys Will Be Boys Racing. They didn't make <laughs> any races, but I always thought that was pretty cool. But Trevor Boys passed away in Alberta at the age of 65. Again, ran the Daytona 500, ran throughout the 1980s. Another NASCAR veteran has, has sadly passed on. Uh, Andy, did, did you know uh, anything about a Trevor Boys at all? I've heard the name. Um, 
you know, my, I'm on the doorstep of Canada. I can be in Canada in 10 minutes. So <laughs> certainly uh, it's kind of surprising me. I don't know a little bit more about that driver, but um, can't say I know a lot about him, but definitely recognize the name. But uh, certainly uh, a 65 and is pretty young. So that that's unfortunate to hear. And, uh, you know, I always sad to hear when you hear news of uh, losing another racer. Oh, yeah. Uh, boys will be boys racing, though. That's a great team name. Right? Oh, yeah. That's so clever. That's a great pun on the name. And I, I love dad jokes. I love puns. That's yeah. like the ultimate pun joke name. Okay. So here's a question. So, it, it, I mean, Andy, he, he's got his team name stuff figured out. But um, I'll ask this anyway. If, if you could pick any team name at all, and it could be funny or, or serious, whatever it may be. Like, what what would be your official team name? Uh, Dominic, we'll start with you. Man, if, if I could have a partner, and I did this with Sim Racing years ago. His his name, his last name was Butler, and mine was Autogon, so we did BA Motorsports. So it kind of sounds like Badass Motorsports. That, <laughs> that'd be mine. I think that'd be pretty cool. Badass Motorsports. Andy, uh... What about you? Uh, you? You thought of any uh, creative team names in the past? Well, you know, so we have this um, reputation to this day of kind of being the team that, you know, does a little bit too much and isn't quite ready for the race. So we typically throughout the summer, there'll be nights where, you know, we'll have a rough night and the next day we'll miss warmups. And we've been known to show up, at, uh, you know, for the heat race or after the heat race and start last and give her how we did it last year. Um, showed up for a feature so um we have been dubbed the andy j's flying circus at times so um maybe that didn't ever sound professional but certainly andy j's flying circus probably is the first one that, that would come to mind i like that how about you tyler so the the name I, I don't know if it's copyrighted where i couldn't use it or not but uh i would use this like in in fantasy and such uh was uh was Dennett Racing, the uh, team name from Talladega Nights. Uh, the uh, the team that the, that uh, Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton race for. Uh, that was my go-to always, was a Dennett Racing. I thought that'd be a cool team name to have a Dennett Racing. But, I mean, it, it kind of goes to a bigger topic, Dom. You know, the way the sport is trending, and we talked about this with David a while back, is that these teams are building their own brands now. You know, Team Trackhouse. 2311 racing legacy motor club as we've gone to the uh you know the this this system of the charter system now we're seeing these teams develop their own brands and franchises of sorts here absolutely trademark opportunities i think if you cannot have necessarily a first and last name attached to it, but rather some sort of identity that people can get behind i think that's where the the future of at least of the cup series ownership looks like where it's heading you, got, you brought great examples up there with Trackhouse, Legacy Motor Club. You're right, not necessarily somebody's name, but more of an entity. It's not like a team name. Right, and, and, and I would expect uh, that long after Joe Gibbs and Richard Childress are gone, there's no reason why those teams probably wouldn't still be RCR and JGR, you know, that, that brand name they've built up and done things that way. So... Time for our final segment, our Ask David segment. We ask you to submit questions to us, uh, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, or by email. Uh, Facebook.com slash Star Podcast, Twitter at uh, Star Podcast, and also uh, by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. First question in the inbox this week comes from Barry, and uh, Barry wants to know, Andy, what's the worst way people have butchered your name? Wesley Outland. He's a reporter for Fox Sports 1. Uh, he was a, he did the uh, video broadcast for the Southern Modified Series, the Coma Line Series 2015, and we had a race at Orange County Speedway, and we're up there racing for the lead, and everyone uh, back here in Buffalo was home watching it on the TV, and he just, he added vowels and took away vowels and made up letters, and I was Jankowick and Jackowack and everything else, to the point where <laughs> I had to hunt this man down at the, the next event and, and find him and, and scold him, and correct him and and uh as it turns out now we're we're awesome awesome friendship came from it and i was just actually on his uh, podcast a couple weeks ago i'm on with him probably once every six months and uh we have a very very good friendship and we try to get together and go out to eat here and there so uh he's one of my very friends now so uh 
you got a funny backstory to go with it. I That's love great. It. That's great. Uh, Dominic, uh, there's some people that butcher your last name. Oh, plenty, plenty. So it's Aragon. It's a Spanish last name from Spain. Aragon. Yeah, they, you, you said it right, but I've gotten Aragon, which is probably the most common one, or Aragon. I have Octagon once, believe it or not. Octagon. I don't know how somebody added a C and a T, but we'll take it. Or sometimes people will be like. And an O. <laughs> there, there we go. Exactly. Like Aragon, like that dragon movie or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure, kind of, whatever. I guess that's E-R-A-G-O-N, so it's close. But I imagine not many people have butchered your name. Tyler Jones, uh, if, if you can't say my name, you probably can't read. Um, basically at that point, uh, it's not that difficult, but, uh, here's, I, I was thinking about this, Dom, uh, with, with your last name and some of these names that, that, uh, that people butcher here. Um, it's, do, do you get to a point question for both of you? Do you get to a point where you just laugh or does it get frustrating at times when people have, how bad some people say? Yeah, I, I would say I get a little frustrated. Sometimes it's <laughs> sometimes like it's like okay, that was pretty funny, or like it's a, a new one or a unique one, which doesn't happen often. Okay, it's kind of cute, I guess. But sometimes it's like really, really, uh, Andy. I'm sure you can relate. Yeah, you know, um, I usually just try to, to go into teacher mode. You know, if you really read my name. There's no tricks. I mean, you got to be patient. But if you sound it all out, all the vowels make the correct sounds. And Jan, Co, We, Ak. You know, it's, it's all there. So you just got to try not to hurry it up too much. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, and then the, uh, the next question uh, that came into the inbox, this one uh, from Maurice. Uh, question for all of us. Maurice wants to know, Hey, guys, uh, who do you have winning the Super Bowl this week? Uh, Andy, let's start with you. Well, my vinyl guy for the uh, ARCA team has the contracts to do all the buses for the parade party for the Philadelphia Eagles if they were to win. So um, I'm rooting for my buddy to get that contract because that's uh, good for his business and he helps my business. So um, that would be good for him, good for me. And uh, I am a Buffalo Bills fan and, uh, you know, seeing the Kansas City Chiefs get uh, knocked down a notch in the AFC would probably be the better situation for us after a terrible year. So um, going into next year, probably be, uh, you know, have them come in, you know, a little more beat up might help us. So um, I guess I'm going with the Eagles. Okay. Uh, not hard to figure out who I'm rooting for. You know, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. Want to see another Chiefs Super Bowl. Um, can't wait for it and everything. But I'll be honest, guys. I think the Eagles are the better team. I'm picking the Eagles. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I think the Eagles are going to get it done. But it should be a, a fantastic Super Bowl coming up uh, this Sunday. Dominic, uh, what do you think of the matchup, man? That's what I love about you, Tyler. I, I love giving you crap. Oh, you pick the Chiefs every week. No, you are a realistic fan. And, and there's not many that are like that. I'm like that as a Packers fan. I always tell everybody we're going to make the playoffs and choke. Well, huh, team didn't even make the playoffs this year. But I, my heart's with the Chiefs. I do want to see the Chiefs win, but I think the Eagles are going to pull it out Sunday. I wish Patrick Mahomes was healthier and playing at 100%. I just, I don't know. I think it's going to be a close game, guys, but I think the Eagles do pull it out. Okay. Very nice. Uh, any uh, any Super Bowl Sunday plans uh, for you guys uh, uh, as far as uh, what you're doing? Yeah, so I'll be in grants with the family. We'll be celebrating and Having some New Mexico cuisine. We'll have some guacamole, some salsa, some taquitos. It's going to be good. Guacamole all night long. Like that Texas tornado song. You got it. Yes. Uh, Andy, uh, you're, uh, you're Super Bowl viewing. Uh, you're, are you delivering pizzas at that time, you said? No, I have to uh, I have to be in North Carolina to start getting ready for Daytona. So I have to get my shift covered. So I will be on the scales with the crew chief. Uh, setting up the race car for Daytona on Sunday. So I'm um, hoping that he wants to quit like somewhere around five so I can go find a bar or go back to my family's house and watch the game. So um, my family that I stay with, my cousins, they are not uh, huge football fans, but I'm hoping that, you know, maybe they can watch the commercials and I can watch the game. So we'll see there how that goes. There you go. 
There we yeah, go. Yeah, no, no puppy bowl on the TV, the Super Bowl, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Uh, guys, uh, before we go here, just real quick around the room, uh, Andy, uh, what's going on with, with you these uh, next few days? Your lead up to uh, Daytona, when, when do you head out and when, uh, when are we going to see you on the racetrack? Yeah, so um, I'm working one more day tomorrow, and then I'm, I'm all done with work for a couple weeks, and then I'm going to – I'm actually going to um, – I'm going to try to get out. So a friend of mine actually bought an ARCA car to go to Daytona, and I told him I'd, I'd spend a couple hours out there with him and kind of help him get that car, see if I can find anything, help him get a little situated. And um, I have a couple lunches to do with uh, some of our Daytona sponsors before I go, some of our Buffalo connections, so – we're going to iron out some some plans as far as what's going to go on the car and travel. And we're going to kind of iron all that stuff out. And then I'll be loading up the, all of our pit equipment into my 2001 Ford Focus. And we'll be on the road hopefully Saturday morning. Okay. Very nice. That's uh, that's exciting. Uh, Dominic, uh, you and I here, we, we got a few more days uh, to just – Enjoy ourselves before we uh, make our way with uh, with Andy and David and everybody, all our favorite friends down in Daytona here in about a week or so. And embark on another NASCAR season and NASCAR coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to get out there in just a few days upon us, Tyler. Yeah, no doubt about it. Guys, uh, that does it for Let's Go Racing this week. Next week will be our full-on season preview. Uh, we have not one but two shows of Let's Go Racing next week. We'll have our normal midweek show and then we're going to do a show, uh, I believe, Saturday night live from Daytona International Speedway. So look forward to that next week uh, here on Let's Go Racing as we'll get you all set with everything you need to know for the big race, the great American race, that is. As always, you can subscribe to Let's Go Racing. Uh, new episodes out each and every Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit the like button on YouTube. We certainly would appreciate it. And uh, follow us on social media, facebook.com slash star podcast, Twitter at David Star Pod, uh, at uh, Star Podcast, and by email, you can email us, David Star Podcast at gmail.com. For Andy Dominic and our entire crew of Tyler Jones, thanks so long. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next week. Thank you.